For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place that show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be switching gears a little bit. I know we've been covering baseball for the last month or so, but at long last, the NFL season is finally upon us, which means that we will be breaking down these San Francisco 49ers in their Week 1 matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. But before we do that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still have a lot of action at Bet Online. I know personally I'm going to be a bit upset that I can't visit any of the the actual stadiums in itself for the next couple of months because of COVID, but I will be looking forward to watching games. There's nothing more exciting than watching games while you have money on, and hopefully uh, you can make some money here at Bet Online based on the game spreads, team totals, player props, and even coaching props. Bet Online is everything, and they have a ton of options alongside an online casino, so action never stops. So once again, head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Van Barrier Podcast. Now, as I said before the break, we were going to go into the Week 1 matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. So without further ado, let's start it out. Now, first of all, as we normally do, we're going to cover the lines before breaking down each individual team and some of the moves that they ended up making during the offseason. So first of all, the 49ers are naturally favored in this game at home. They're currently 7-point favorites. It has been bet down as that opened up at roughly 9.5, and now it's currently at 7. So you have seen money coming in on Arizona. And the total has gone up from roughly 46.5 all the way up to 48. So you have seen a steady amount of money coming in on the underdog as well as the over in this matchup. But we're going to start out talking about the 49ers, the defending run, stand, uh, Super Bowl runner-ups, as they ended up losing to the Chiefs in the last Super Bowl by 11 points, as everyone already knows and is trying to already forget. But this season, the 49ers are expected to be one of the favorites once again to win the Super Bowl, led by a very talented three-headed monster in the running core alongside with Jimmy Garoppolo, who ended up having a very solid year in 2019. The running back core, that did end up getting rid of Matt Breida. However, they still have Raheem Mostert, who was great last year, Tevin Coleman, and they are going to be getting Jerick McKinnon back from injury, as he ended up getting injured in camp last year and did not play a single game. So Breida's absence shouldn't be that noticed, as Mostert should be getting the most of the touches, with Coleman being more of a, I'd say, split or secondary guy. And then the third option is Jerk McKinnon as the third down receiving back. But as a whole, the 49ers should have a very solid running game once again. And you could assume that Kyle Shannon will lean on the run heavily in week one against Arizona's average at best defensive line. But talking about the uh, main man here in Jimmy Garoppolo last year, solid numbers. He had roughly 4,000 yards passing. He had 27 passing touchdowns and 13 interceptions. However, he did get a bit exposed in the playoffs as the 49ers decided to uh, pretty much in place all their trust in the ground game, rightfully so. And I think that personally will carry over into this game, as I expect the 49ers to run the ball heavily and to set up some play-action passes to Kittle, etc. Now, the main issue that you are going to have 
with the 49ers in week one is going to be the receiving core, which is banged up to say the least. Now, if you want to actually talk about everybody who is unavailable from last year's team, first of all, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. He's no longer on the team. He went to New Orleans. Other than that, though, Debo Samuel had had an injury during the offseason, and he is expected to miss week one. He did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, he's probably going to be back for week two. Uh, which is definitely a good sign because he was supposed to be missing a couple of weeks, but apparently he healed quickly, but not quickly enough to play in game one for the most part. So for that reason, you are going to be without arguably your top two receivers from last year. Other than that, though, you can talk about rookie Brandon Ayuk. However, he is also questionable for this game. He did not practice on Wednesday either with a hamstring injury, so you can assume he probably will not play either, which means that your receiving core should mostly be consisting of Kendrick Bourne, uh, George Kittle at the tight end spot, of course, as well as uh, Dante Pettis, who might be able to uh, provide a meaningful impact after barely playing in last year due to injury. But Pettis has some upside, and maybe he could be able to provide a bit of a spark for this 49ers receiving core. But for the most part, you should see Bourne and Kittle being the main two targets here. Uh, also worth mentioning, Marquise Goodwin, who did barely play last year, played nine games, also no longer on the roster. So you will be seeing a pretty new receiving core. But some of them will not be making their season debuts until week two. So based on that, I expect a heavy dose of Kittle as he ended up having over 1,000 receiving yards with five receiving touchdowns and 85 receptions, arguably the best tight end in the entire league. And I assume that the 49ers will lean heavily on the run while setting up some play-action passes for Kittle and Bourne. And that would be my uh, guess for what you would see from the 49ers offensively on Sunday. Now talking about the defense, which is, of course, elite, arguably the best defense in the entire league. Uh, the defensive front's going to look a little, bit, a little bit differently after the 49ers end up trading DeForest Buckner to the Colts for a first-round pick, which they ended up flipping into taking Kinlaw out of South Carolina. So he will be the starting defensive tackle uh, to start the season. I'm expecting a bit of a downgrade there because Buckner is arguably the best defensive tackle, if not one of the defense, best defensive tackles in the league. Definitely not the best in hindsight because of the fact that he still have Aaron Donald in the league, but he still is definitely an elite defensive tackle. But Kinlaw should be getting some decent amounts of run time. Uh, he might be chopping a little bit, but for the most part, you should see him getting a decent amount of snaps. Other than that, though, you still have Bosa on the uh, defensive line, as Nick Bosa is still a ridiculous uh, defensive lineman. He'll be looking to put together a nice uh, performance. However, it is worth mentioning that he did leave practice early with a sprained ankle, so you have to wonder if he will be able to play. But as far as everybody's concerned, it seems like Bosa has fully recovered and him and D Ford should be back on the defensive line. So you got Ford and Bosa. You still have Armstead, who's still very solid. Uh, you might get a little bit of run from Solomon Thomas, who has turned into a relative bust in the NFL so far. But uh, this is going to be one of the last years, if not the last year of his contract. So you might be uh, expecting to see maybe a bit more run of him, hoping that he shows a flash before they eventually get rid of him during the offseason. But the defense itself, still very solid. The secondary, you still have Richard Sherman leading the way. They ended up re-signing Jimmy Ward uh, to an extension there during the offseason, so he's still very solid. Uh, you still have uh, Verrett, who they kind of took a flyer on, who has been very good but injured over the course of his career, and maybe he can provide a bit of a spark. Other than that, though, uh, looking at the rest of the defense, uh, still very solid, brought back a lot of key pieces from last year. You still have Quan Alexander from the linebacking core. 49ers defense should continue to be elite. I'm not really sure what they're going to do with Akilah Witherspoon, as he was awful 
in the playoffs, and he got benched against Minnesota as a result. I'm not sure how much run he's going to get or if he's going to be demoted to a backup role, but keep that in mind. But overall, San Francisco is going to keep the same identity that it had last year. It's going to run the ball. It's going to dominate the line of scrimmage, and it's also going to dominate defensively. And the offensive line is something that I failed to address, which I'll do now. Pretty much the same unit with the exception of Joe Staley, who finally retired. But the 49ers ended up trading for Trent Williams, so they were able to replace one veteran with another. And assuming that Williams is going to be anywhere near the player he was in Washington, that should lead to a very nice performance here for week one by the offensive line. But looking at, once again, the overall roster, 49ers should feel pretty confident in their chances for week one. But looking at the actual uh, Cardinals, we're going to switch gears talking about the opponent here. The Cardinals have a little bit of optimism going into the season. Although, according to win totals, they are projected to finish in last in the division. It's mostly because of the fact that the NFC West is the hardest division in all of football. But if you want to break down the actual Cardinals here, a uh, solid roster, of course, led by second-year quarterback Kyler Murray, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year, in my opinion, diver- deservingly so. He had 3, 000, over 3,700 passing yards, a passing uh, rating of 87.4. He had 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and he also had four rushing touchdowns with 544 uh, rushing yards. So he's a dual-threat quarterback, as everyone knows. And now he has another weapon to throw the ball to. I know that Larry Fitzgerald led the team in receiving last year, along with Christian Kirk, two solid options. But they ended up making a huge splash in the offseason as they were able to acquire DeAndre Hopkins, and he will be looking to provide a massive boost to that receiving core. And they paid him handsomely as a result. But the Cardinals should look to air it out. They also end up uh, bringing back Kenyon Drake, who they acquired midway through last season, who had 643 rushing yards in eight games. So he was great, and they will hope that he can stay healthy after he had some issues injury-wise during uh, camp. But he appears to be healthy right now, and they'll look to keep it that way moving forward. But the Cardinals' offense should be very solid, assuming the offensive line can hold up. The receiving core is elite with the likes of DeAndre Hopkins now and there. The running game with... Drake, I'm not sure if he can stay healthy, but if he gets injured, they still have Chase Edmonds, who's a very capable backup quarterback, and Kyler Murray is still a very solid quarterback and a very accurate quarterback and smart decision maker behind center. So the Cardinals offense should look very good. Defensively, though, there are some question marks moving forward. Uh, Patrick Peterson comes back. He's still very solid, of course. He had two interceptions last year. Chandler Jones still comes back, arguably a, I think he's the most underrated defensive lineman of all time, if you really want to break down his numbers. He is still very elite. They ended up paying a boatload of money to the uh, secondary as they ended up uh, giving Buda Baker a ton of money, and he will hopefully contribute to that secondary. Other than that, though, talking about the Cardinals, the, one of the main additions was the uh, in the NFL draft, they ended up bringing linebacker Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, and he is very versatile, and he should definitely provide an immediate boost to that defensive core. Having said all that, I still think the defense will be underwhelming. I think it'll still be the team's Achilles heel. Just because you end up getting one rookie uh, who might help a little bit, I don't think it's going to suddenly revamp your entire defense. The defense itself still leaves a lot to be desired. I think that will be a serious issue moving forward. But for the sake of this actual game in itself, looking at the line of minus 7 as well as the over-under at 48 at time of recording, uh, I'm going to lean to San Francisco minus the 7. And I'm also going to lean to the over in this game. A couple reasons why I like the 49ers here. First of all, 49ers are always great at home. They have been. They were great last year at home. The main issue I have with the Cardinals, besides Chandler Jones, I'm not a fan of this defensive line. And I simply think that the 49ers should manhandle 
uh, the Cardinals up front on both sides. Arizona's offensive line still leaves a lot to be desired. The defensive line is still not great either. And I think that the 49ers should dominate the trenches. We saw how good this offensive and defensive line were last year, especially in the playoffs. And I think that will uh, remain the same. Plus, the Cardinals, who have a very, uh, it's a unique uh, offense with Cliff Kingsbury, might have some growing pains with DeAndre Hopkins as he ended up having to learn the system without any preseason games, etc. And I think that a couple of players might be a little bit out of sync. For the 49ers, bring back the bulk of their offense, and they tend to run the ball a lot, which should help the immediate transition, especially behind a veteran offensive and defensive line. Now, going through the actual total here, I personally think that the game should go over. If you want to break down both games last year, both games got into at least the 50s in points. You had one game that got into the 60s, but that also had the controversial lateral touchdown fumble recovery thing. So both games, for the sake of ignoring that last-second uh, ridiculous play, uh, you ended up having two games between the Cardinals and the 49ers that got into the 50s, and I simply think that 48 is a bit too low. Arizona will have to throw the ball, which should lead to a lot of clock stoppages if they throw a bunch of incompletions, and I think the 49ers should be able to have a lot of big plays in the passing game via play action, and I think you should see, uh, I'd say, a decently high-scoring game here. I think that the money coming on the over is definitely uh, right and if I had to guess the score for this game, I think the 49ers should win somewhere in the realm of, I'm going to say 31-21. to 21. I think the 49ers will win by 10. I think Arizona should be able to keep this game close for maybe three quarters or so, but I think the 49ers will just impose their will too much in the fourth quarter, which will lead to a double-digit victory. So once again, my thoughts for the uh, week one between the 49ers and the Cardinals are going to be on the 49ers minus seven along with the over 48 and those are my thoughts other than that though thank you for joining me here on the bed and barrier podcast here with the believe podcast network good luck to all of you and your respective best today bye everyone without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.